This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, listeners. It's evening again, and we're still in the new year of 2023. Yeah, it's and, the second uh, week. Yeah, it's the second week in January of this new year. And last week we spoke about new beginnings, and um, it was such a, an immense topic that we f- felt that we really need to continue with that mm. discussion. We also looked at New Year's resolutions versus plans and mm. goals for mm. the new year. And um, yeah, there's a lot of promise of new beginning, but also some dread because mm. we know maybe all the beginnings last time didn't work as well as we thought. Yeah. And yeah. then before the end of the first month, we had forgotten about the things that mm. we wanted to do. Or we don't even mm. do it because we think, no, why bother? Mm. And then we don't do anything, no yeah. planning, not even a goal for yeah. the new year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. But Suki, you know what we t- spoke about with regards to these new beginnings is that um, they have to start somewhere. And one of the things we said last week was there needs to be denial that's broken. Mm. And, um, and how do we do that, Suki? How do we break that denial? Well, that's not easy. I guess it will be very helpful if we can listen to those around us. Yes, yes, yes. Because you know what? Um, The Bible says, I'm thinking about always looking at the splinter in someone else's Mm -hmm. eye and not Mm -hmm. looking at the lock in my own eye. Mm -hmm. And also that, you know, when you show people with your 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 pointer finger, three are showing back towards Mm -hmm. me. And... um, so often, instead of looking at others and what they do wrong, but to hear maybe if other people are are just mentioning something, you know what? It's really hard when you keep forgetting all the time. Mm. It, it It's difficult for me if I'm the one that needs to remember everything. Mm. <laughs> you know, if it's a couple or, yeah. or of, of course, depending now on what relationship you are with that mm. person. So listen to what people are saying around you and ask. Mm. Sometimes I think we are scared to ask people and maybe people are very kind. They wouldn't tell you the truth. Um, I once did it for an assignment where I, um, where part of the assignment was I had to ask people to say um, three good things and not so good things about me. Mm. And everybody was very good with the good things. And it was very hard for them to say the not so good things. Yeah. And of course, one of the not so good things that had come out once again was control because Mm. I, that's one of my issues, you know, I struggle Mm. with control. I struggle with fixing. Mm. That's what codependents do. I want to help other people when they don't need help, Mm. when I think they need help, you know, it's almost like looking down and thinking, I know better than you know about your Mm. own life. Mm. I get so shy when I say that. (laughs) I feel so ashamed because it's terrible, but still that it's something that I think I need to help people when they don't ask for help. But that's not so prevalent now, Suki, Mm. currently, Mm. because Mm. you are not so controlling. I mean, there was a stage 
when you were controlling. And then my character, what we call defects, came to the surface of withdrawing mm. and uh, fleeing conflict and avoiding conflict like crazy, going into shame mm. and going into myself with self, uh, negative self-talk. Mm. So that was my response. And other people see it much more clearly than myself. Mm. And... Um, and that is why, Suki, you were saying we need to listen to the people around us. Mm. We need to be aware of how is my relationship going with the people around me. Um, Especially those closest to mm. me, because they are often the ones that get it the most. Yes. To even have the courage, maybe, for older parents to ask their grown-up children. So mm. tell me, what are the things that are bothering you yeah. about that, that, that you think is a problem in me, mm. and I promise you, I will not retaliate or not react. Or uh, yeah, I promise you, I will be quiet and I will just listen and I will not say anything about that. Mm. Because if we, if they know, you know, with me that if if I say no, why do you say that? That mm. they're not going to tell me. Yeah, I did it with our with our children before, and it was very hard for me to hear what they were saying. But sometimes those are the things that we need to hear. That will help us to get out of our denial. Mm. Or anyone that's closest to us, maybe even a parent um, that lives with you, an older parent, um, uh, ask them, what mm. do you see in mm. me? And that's so hard, especially for young people, right? Because they think they know everything. <laughs> in their 20s, they're so clever. Yeah, but in yeah. some families, Suki, it, it's actually quite obvious. I can think of uh, somebody that has an uh, alcohol mm. problem. Mm. Um, Somebody around them, they say there are at least 16 people that are directly affected by an, uh, by an alcoholic's drinking. And I think by someone using drugs, any addiction, yeah, right? any addiction. Mm. And it's usually the, you, one can see, if you are aware, what impact your addiction, your habit, your, your hang-up is having on other people. Um, and very often those people actually say, no, I can't give you more money for drugs. And then it becomes your problem and you go into unhealthy behavior to get hold of the drugs or the alcohol mm. or to watch porn or to do gaming or mm. to do over-exercising. Well, people often will say when they watch porn, but I don't harm anyone. Mm. But it's not true. Yeah. We all know when you go into your addictive behavior, it doesn't matter what it is, your personality change, people around you start struggling because mm -hmm. they can see you disengage, you're not present anymore, right? I'm yeah. not talking about you, I'm yeah, just yeah. anyone. In, right? in general, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And Suki, you know, our, our program, we deal with um, r reality, mm. uh, restoration and redemption in the face of addiction. Mm. And we are looking at how that impacts our intimacy, intimacy with God, intimacy with other people, especially those closest to us, and intimacy with ourselves. And any type of habit or, or hurt or um, hang-up hang up, um, can cause a breakdown 
in that intimacy. And we are not talking about uh, the physical intimacy. We are talking about intimacy on a spiritual level, an emotional level, academic level, in a number of of levels Mm. uh, to engage, connect with another human being, not through the phone. Mm. That's not intimacy. It is a face-to-face discussion and a conversation and a connection between two people or three or four people. Right, right. Frederick, just to go back a little bit to what you said earlier, um, I was reminded when we talk about denial, what often happens if someone is, is, the addiction is getting very bad, because we all know addiction progresses over a period of years sometimes, sometimes very fast, sometimes slow, little by little, especially with alcohol. It's such a socially acceptable thing, so it's not easy, you know, it's just gradually. Mm. And so often to break the denial, they have an intervention. Yep. And for that intervention, um, a, a social worker will get the father, the mother, family members, people that work with you, friends, um, to come and to sit in a circle. And they feel terrible about doing that, but they start telling you the truth. They start telling you about what is bothering them about you mm, mm, mm. or what, what the problem is, what people experience. Yes. And I think it must be terrible for that poor person mm. sitting there, the, the person struggling with the addiction. Um, but that is a powerful, powerful way for people to break out of denial. Yeah. Because we were saying earlier, you know, why don't you ask people to tell you? But as you know, Frederick, addicts don't easily uh, do we, that. We don't. We don't easily do it. And um, I say we because I still have addictive tendencies. Mm. And that addictive behavior sometimes pops out its head. And and that is the character defects that we are talking about. You know, sometimes it's not possible for um, a group of people to do an intervention. Mm. Sometimes, like myself, we need a point of crisis, Mm. the gift of desperation is to say that I cannot go any further with my behavior. Mm. Um, Something needs to change. I cannot change this by myself. I need to change. Yeah, and that is a point of complete powerlessness, right? Mm. And that doesn't feel like a new beginning, right? Yeah. It feels terrible. It feels like a big crisis, something horrible. Mm. But actually... That is often the beginning, a beautiful new beginning, where people don't feel it because they think it's something that's, Mm. you know, the whole world falls apart. Mm. But often that is a new beginning. Going to that center, rehabilitation center, start joining a 12th group. 12-step group, going to a counselor, Mm. um, speaking to somebody that um, has gone through the same struggle as what you have. Mm. That's very, very important. Mm. So so a counselor that, um, for example, um, either has gone through their own uh, sexual addiction and recovered from that and are restoring from Mm. it, or somebody that is specifically trained in that area that you're going to see. Very important. Make sure that this person knows about addiction. Mm. And if it's a sexual or a porn addiction, make sure that this person has worked with, with this, this specific addiction because mm. it's very specialized. Mm. Yes. And so maybe, listener, 
you are listening now at this very moment mm. and you think, you know what? Maybe there's a reason why I'm listening to this program because mm. I think um, I might have this problem. Um, maybe I need to do something. It's the beginning of the year. It's a time for new beginnings. And maybe it's time for me to admit and to do something. Mm. So we urge you to go on your knees first and to say, Jesus, help me. Because you cannot do it. Help me. Guide me. Lead me. Mm. And then to take the next steps. Sure. Thank you, Suki. That's so, so important. But let's take a break. After the break, we'll be back and to con welcome back listeners. Uh, we are talking about a very, very important topic at this time of the year, new beginnings. And Suki, we were talking about the struggles and uh, the shame and the hurt that somebody may be feeling when they broken denial and they're going into a new beginning. You know, Frederick, I found a verse in the Bible that's so so uh, life-giving when it comes to that because we said it might feel actually like a crisis it doesn't feel like something exciting and new if they mm. start going into treatment mm. or they decide now i need to do something about this but job 8 verse 7 says your beginnings will seem humble so prosperous will your future be mm. so that Beautiful. beginnings aren't always it could be very tiny very small mm. but it's a change yeah and then the future can be prosperous. It can be different. Like, yes, like we said, yes, you don't keep yes. on doing the same thing and you experience a different result. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's really so, so important, Suki. And this is the point where we would like to tell the listeners, listen, it may feel hopeless at this stage. And I can think back on my early days and weeks in recovery and restoration it's that hard. it was super hard there were times even a couple of months even a year two years after i'd reached out for help uh, beyond myself beyond you uh, beyond my religiosity that i still felt oh, i'm doing it again this is helpless nothing is helping i'm never going to change mm. But that's the lie of the enemy, isn't it, Suki? Absolutely. And you know, Frederick, you were talking now about religiosity, and that's something I really want to point out. Mm. Um, because we often get addicts that are so religious, mm. but they're still in the addiction. Yes. And so there, that's the difference between deep spirituality. It's almost like they try to protect themselves by saying all the right Christian words and saying mm. all the verses, mm. but their lives are not changing. Yep. And I know some of my friends that really, really struggle with their husbands because in the times of their deepest addiction, they were the most religious. Mm. And mm. so we should do this, we shouldn't do this. And so it's actually what I found the closer we became to Jesus, the more honest we became about our mistakes. The Isn't more integrity so? we have. Yeah, yeah, right. What we and, are in and private. And like you should do this, mm. we shouldn't do that. And not just speak the verses, but live them. Yeah. There must mm. be a difference in our behavior, mm. not only mm. in that what we say to other people. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard, Suki, um, there's one lady that we know whose husband abused her terribly and almost murdered her. Mm. And he was one of the elders uh, in the church. Right. And uh, everybody in the church said, he's a wonderful man. How can his wife say that he's not? Mm. Um, so there was such a large discrepancy in what was happening at home 
and what was happening to the world. Right. And I remember that nobody wanted to believe her when she said what he did. Yes, yes. Because he said that she had mental problems. She had mental health problems, understandably so. But um, nobody believed her because she was the one with a mental health problem. And Mm. so unfortunately, people get away with this. eh? Mm. They live a lie literally from the outside. And like you said, there's such a big big, um, discrepancy between what's happening on the outside and what's happening in the inside. And I know psychologists have a name for that. You know, it's... uh, we, I, I forgot now what the word is. Incongruency. That's Incongruency, the word. We yes. need to live congruently. What's inside must be outside and the mm. other way around. And that's why it helps to break. It can also be a new beginning mm. to break. They're just saying things and looking good from the inside. But to say, I really can't do this. Mm. Only God mm. can help me. I tried too many times and I couldn't do it. Suke, yeah. but we want to help our listeners, let them hear how do I start this new beginning? I'm mm. now at the point of absolute confusion and hurt and mm. pain. How can I move into the new beginnings? And from the inside out, right? Yeah, Not from just the inside, from the outside mm, in, because mm. that's superficial. So I, I think firstly, one needs to nurture our relationship with Jesus mm. and mm. accept him as the one that can bring the change because we've seen we can't do it ourselves. So that's the one very, very important thing. So having that daily time and Mm. then speak to him throughout the day again and again and again, Mm. right? We cannot stand on our own. There's just no way. That's a moment by moment Mm. living in his presence. Mm. Mm. And then, Suki, it is to join a group Mm. that are focused on your specific a habit or addiction. Even if it's not a Christian group, eh, mm. Frederick, it's something we need to say here, and it sounds strange on a radio station like this one. But um, it's those people, men, most of them do the 12 steps. Mm. And the 12 steps inherently are really Christian. Because mm. I'm powerless, I cannot change on myself, only God can help me to change. I need to lay down my will and my life mm. to God. Um, and if you can find a Christian group, even better, you know, mm. if you can find a Christian recovery group. But if you can't, don't say, no, I'm not going to because it's not Christian. Because yeah. I know many people that have been really helped by the 12 steps, even mm. if it is a group that, it, that, that don't profess specifically to be Christian. You know, Suki, I started in um, the SAA group, Sex Addicts Anonymous, mm. And it is not specifically Christians, but as you say, so many of the principles and the steps that we go through are based on Scripture. Mm. Yeah, there are Scripture references for them. mm, And that that we can find at a group like Celebrate Recovery. Mm. And Mm. I'm sure that there are many other Christian recovery groups that you can join Look for, ask around. Often there are online groups. If you if you're in a small town mm. and you cannot be part of a of a group in your area, mm. you can do it online. Find out, go onto websites and see what kind of online opportunities are there. I know for Celebrate Recovery there are several online opportunities to be part of that mm. and uh, and write to us if you don't know. We can help you to get in contact with the right groups and the right people. 
You know, another thing that I remember about my my own journey, Suki, mm. is that I thought it is a quick fix. It's oh. almost almost like Dofito. taking a tablet and uh, next morning the headache's gone. And it's understandable, hey, because we live in a world where things are quick. I mean, mm. you look on Google, you find it now. Long ago, you had to go to the library and get to those encyclopedias. Yeah. And now everything is so quick. So mm. we... we it's hard to wait. Mm. So, so the, any process of coming out of an addiction, a habit, uh, a hang-up, takes time. Mm. I mean, uh, how many years had I been um, growing up with this addictive tendency in the 50 years? Mm. And it doesn't just take a few months, uh, even a few years. Mm. And uh, because it requires us to renew our minds reprogram the brain the brain uh, rewire right? rewire mm. the brain mm. and then that verse that you just said frederick it was romans 12 hey eh? that mm. says give yourself as a living sacrifice mm. so that you will know the perfect god and i'm not quoting it perfectly now but you know what i mean the so good and perfect will of that god I, yeah. yes and that he will empower us if we give ourselves to him and say lord i cannot do this absolutely yeah. So wonderful, Suki. But I think what I would like to do and to give the listeners is hope. Mm. Um, because we can get to the point where our hurts, mm. our hang-ups and are being dealt with and that we can literally see mm. the redemption that is busy taking place as the Lord makes changes yeah. in our lives. Change is possible. New and, beginnings can happen. Yeah, and, and Isaiah sixty five seventeen tells us that we can get to a point where all our bad things are no longer remembered. Mm. Have, you that, have you that verse Which again? Which one, Isaiah? Which one? Isaiah 65, 65 mm. Yo, that's a special one. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. Uh, this is not specifically about the new heavens and the new earth, but listen to this. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Yeah. So that God will help us to start living new so that the old will pass. Mm. If I think now, just like if a baby is born, you know, when the mother is in birth, it's so horrible and terrible. And you think I'm never going to do this again. And guess what? When that baby is there, <laughs> you don't even think about, mm. you know, and then you, the second one, you think, how could I be so crazy to do this again? <laughs> uh, because you just remember the joy and uh, you, you experience the good. Mm. But listeners, with this, it's time to, to finish off. Um, thank you so much for being with us again. We're looking forward to be with you the rest of the year. There's a chance that we're going to make our program a bit longer and schedule it for a different time, but we'll give you more information about that later. So, may God bless you and keep you and make you shine Face shine upon you and may give you peace. Amen. Yeah. And if you want to listen to the podcast, get to kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcast forward slash into me see. Especially for last week's program because we built on that one. Yeah. And send it on to your friends. Many blessings. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.